0: Brought to you by Brass and Unity. We make wearable conversation starters. Our new buddy check packs are available now. Grab one and check on one of your closest buddies. They may need it now more than ever. Go to brassandunity.com, use the code UNITY and get 20% off. And let's all heal together. And brought to you by Combat Flip Flops. Bad for running and even worse for fighting. Combat Flip Flops are your ticket to the unarmed forces by providing you with military inspired quality footwear for men and women. To help support the podcast and in support of women in developing countries, head over to CombatFlipLops.com and become a part of their unarmed forces today. Be sure to use the code UNITY at checkout and get 25% off. And brought to you by GFDA. Good fucking design advice. The voice in your head and the foot up your ass. GFDA makes prints, drinkware, and apparel for people who want to do their fucking best. Go and use the code UNITY and get 10% off now on anything on their site, including our collaborative product, Fucking Help Somebody. And brought to you by Daisy Mae Hat Co., the custom hat company based in Nashville, Tennessee. They make custom one-of-a-kind hats from wide-brimmed fedoras to cowboy hats. All of their hats are 100% beaver felt, and it's the highest quality hat you can get. They also have the coolest shirts ever. You can use the code BRASS at checkout for 15% off your entire order. Go and check out daisymayhats.com. Embrace the fever. Live the dream. And brought to you by American Yogi. In a world increasingly driven toward the grind, find your outlet for peace. American Yogi is a mindfulness-based apparel and wellness brand with international retreats, free classes, and rad clothing and accessories to support you along life's journey. Find American Yogi on Instagram at liveamericanyogi.com. We're at AmericanYogi.com. American Yogi is proud to support the Brass and Unity podcast and its community with the code BRASS15. Join the mindful counterculture, live American Yogi. Oh,
1: goodness gracious. Well, we might as well start off with that. Keg and Dunlap is on the show this week, and I'm super excited to have him on. One, we finally locked him down after multiple, multiple issues. You know what? Listen, <laughs> if you watch the show, Anybody else who has done this, the first thing I'm going to bring up and the first thing I'm gonna make sure every listener knows is you showed up late or you didn't show yeah. up. So if one of those happened, you're gonna get it, man. You're gonna get yeah. it.
2: <laughs> Fair enough.
1: Welcome to the show, my friend. How are you doing today?
2: I'm doing well. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm great, actually. to be honest, i I've been excited to have you on. I've been waiting a little bit. There's a lot to go over with you and you are an interesting human being to say the least regardless of your ability to be on time you definitely have everything else going for you you really do <laughs> i think one of the you know the things i normally start off with anybody who i have on who's been in the military or is currently serving in the military is why did you decide to join that sounds cliche but i really do mean it in the in the most genuine sense like why did you da- decide to put your life your body your family and everything on the line for America?
2: Well, yeah, that is that is the most cliche question that you could ask.
1: <laughs> but,
2: yep. um, and it's probably more complicated than just like a, a single sentence or even a phrase, you know? Uh, it took me seven years to get into the military in the first place.
0: Oh, okay. So it was kind
2: of a complicated situation, yeah um like I started the process in 2007 and originally I was trying to get into the army because uh, I grew well I went through high school in Fayetteville North Carolina where the 82nd Airborne is right and I have a lot of friends that were in the Airborne and also a lot of friends that joined the army because we all were in high school like I was I was going through high school in Fayetteville when we invaded Fallujah so Mm -hmm. like we like really crazy stuff would be happening. Like we, there were like red cross messages getting given out because people's parents were passing away and stuff like that during the invasion. And I remember people getting called out of class for that, like crazy stuff like that because it was a military town. So like it was, uh, there was a lot of that and just like a cultural thing there because of, because of it being a military town. So like that was kind of my first real experience with the military was, was living there. And, um, you know, after that, I had a lot of friends, obviously, they were in the army. Uh So I originally tried to start joining in 2007. But when I was uh, younger and living in Fayetteville, I had, you know, I was a troubled youth, you could mm. say, and hung out with some questionable characters, right? Um and so that made it difficult for me uh, initially because of they they had a a thing in America at the time called the sequestration where they were slowly trimming back on military spending at that point because uh, it was like right after Bush right when uh, right after W Bush and um, when President Obama was coming into office so uh, it was much harder to get into the military at that time but. Uh, Anyway, I'm not answering your question. The point is, is no, you are. uh...
1: No, you are. Listen, here's why you, you are answering. I think it's important to acknowledge the significance it meant for somebody to up and join a profession like that, put their life on the line. I'm not saying that from a cheesy perspective. You live in a military town, and a lot of our listeners are from America, but for the ones that are in Canada or Australia or otherwise, if you're not around these towns, it's a culture itself and the way that it's run and the way that people communicate in a community, it's completely different. And when it's struck by a war and people start disappearing from that community in droves, it's going to have an emotional impact on others. And I think it's important to highlight that. So no, you're answering the question just fine. You're just answering in a way that I don't think you thought you were answering it.
2: I'm like dancing around it a little bit, but yeah,
1: emotions, um, those Marines, you guys dance around those like, yeah, yeah. box of fucking crayons.
2: But uh, yeah, so you know, two thousand seven, I started the process really because I, at the time, I was living in a place called Asheville, North Carolina, and I lived with a guy who was a ex Army Ranger. He got out of the military and went back to. The civilian sector and he was just kind of like working a regular uh retail job at the time and we worked together in this mall and uh we ended up living together for about six months and like during that period of time I picked his brain a lot and like he kind of like got me into being interested in like fitness and like lifting weights and like getting in shape and stuff like that I was never really big into it before that other than like running um and so that's kind of like where I started really getting serious about that. But he also kind of really sparked that, that flame of like wanting to be able to serve the nation and do something that was bigger than myself um, and kind of give back to the country that I believe is like given me all of these freedoms and all of these, um, you know, abilities to do things with my life that had I been born somewhere else, I wouldn't have necessarily been afforded um, and opportunities and things like that. So uh, that was kind of where it started. And um, I mean, like I said, I had to pursue it for like seven years before it actually like worked out because I kept getting denied, denied, denied. Like I first started with the army they wouldn't take me cause they didn't, they didn't offer the waivers that I needed at the time. And then I started trying to do the national guard for a while, and the national guard wouldn't take me because they didn't oh, no. offer the waivers that I needed. Um, and I tried that for uh, probably about five and a half years. And then after that, I was like, okay, if I can't be in the army, I'm not joining the Navy. I'm not joining the air force, I'm not doing the coast guard. Uh, the only, op- the only other option for me just based on my personality, was the Marine Corps, and I walked in the recruiting office for the Marine Corps, and they're like, yep, yeah, we can get you that waiver, and we'll get you boot camp <laughs> like in the, in a year." And I was like, "Cool, let's do it." And a year later, I was in boot camp uh, or in recruit training, and um, yeah, I mean, it's been pretty bananas ever since then. But yeah, I mean, like I think to kind of backtrack a little bit, like one of the things that I think, it, and it's It's, I don't know if it's a waning uh, personality trait or not. It seems like the mentality of younger generations is a little different than, than my generation uh, where like people want to be able to, you know, serve the country. There's a lot, there's a big passion. There's a lot of nationalist tendencies where people are like, yeah, I really love my country. Like I want to do something that's bigger than myself. I want to, I want to contribute to our society. I want to contribute to the defense of the country. And, and um, you know, that was kind of the thing for me is I wanted a sense of purpose. I didn't really feel like I had much of a purpose beforehand. Um, and since then, I've found tons of other purposes because of the interactions and the networking and making friends and meeting people and all kinds of stuff. So I've got tons of purpose now. I have absolutely no problem with uh finding things that give me purpose um and it's not my whole identity like i don't my whole identity is in military like it's all kinds of stuff now and part of that's probably because i've gotten older uh and then part of that's also just because i've kind of uh grown to a certain degree in the military and um you know so it's it's given me a little bit of a perspective that i didn't have pre- uh, previously and i it like i did join late like i joined when i was 27 you know, which is super late. That's, like, the absolute cutoff for joining the Marine Corps. You can't, like, you got to be on your way to recruit training, like, on a bus before you turn 28, you know, or at least at the time. Uh, That's how it was. So, Uh, but, yeah, you know, like, having the ability to do something that's bigger than myself and, like, you know, I'm grateful to be have to have been fortunate enough to have been born in a country where I have all these freedoms to do all these things. And I have the ability to pursue happiness, like that's huge, you know, and the fact that there's, you see all these people coming here from other countries, it's not because this place sucks, you know, because there's there's like some, some amazing opportunities here. And, you know, I just like being able to be a part of of I guess you could say like the foundation, the thing that holds holds maybe like the glue that holds the country together, I guess, you know,
1: yeah, I think that the it's I think it's more than a glue, I think for America in particular, America is also known for their military capacities and their overpowering milit like military force military force, and that's why when it's threatened or it's brought to the table, it often will. Escalate things or it will completely stop them in their tracks, right? There's a, like, look at Russia and Ukraine right now. It seems like the second the United States started backing Zelensky, there was a different conversation happening at the table than there was prior to that. And that can either be great or it can go the complete opposite way. It's a powerful force and being able to be a part of something that is so powerful and so, you know, threatening, but also such a huge community there's so much positivity within that and i think for the most part a lot of people kind of forget that they forget that the military is not just this uh tip of the spear fighting sword boots on the ground violent operation there's people within these ranks that are there for different reasons and they're there all looking for some part of themselves and they find that within this community and it's a beautiful thing and I think so much we we so quickly talk about the military as like a whole but we forget about the individuals that make up that military because once you get into that system you're no longer yourself right the whole idea of identity is ripped away and stripped from you from head to toe in every capacity possible but somehow you still find yourself within that that individual and I think it's important to acknowledge that like I said they're people these are people that have different views and different values and different different reasons to why they've joined and like you said people come from all over the world all over the world to go to the United States I still talk to uber drivers when I come down to America and I was you can tell they're not from there and I was like oh where you know where were you born I never say where are you from because they could be like I'm American and I'd be like I know but (laughs) (laughs) but let's also let's talk about the original you know so where where would you come like where are you born and uh, very often they're like oh i'm born honestly especially in texas a lot of um africans and i talked a lot i was born in somalia i was born in um, rwanda i came here for opportunity And it still blows my mind because it feels like all of the people within the opportunity have forgotten about the opportunity and found everything else to complain about around the opportunity when people are just literally jumping on sides of planes, hoping that they're going to somehow make it on the next five to eight hour flight, hanging onto a wing of a Herc because they're so damn desperate to get to the freedoms that we all have forgotten fucking exist. So I think it's great to talk about why, why you joined. It's not cliche. I mean, other people may make, make it sound cliche, but there's more depth to that. You just got to be deeper yeah. than a cookie sheet, cookie sheet to pay attention to it. That's all. Um, yeah. So I, I love that. I think that's great. You've done a lot of, you've done a lot. I mean, in your time frame already of being in, I know you said your birthday's coming up and so you're turning 34.
2: 36.
1: 36. So yeah, you've been yeah, I'm an in, old man. You're not old. Give it a rest. You need <laughs> the rest of us. Please give it a rest. You're old because you you did some uh intentional premature aging by joining the Marines. So you knocked your hey, shit, yeah. you knocked it down. But you've done yeah. a lot and it's You're not all about the military, which is great. You actually have some substance outside of that and identity. And I want to talk about that too, because you have done, I believe, three deployments. You've, you've seen some time overseas. You've been a leader in that capacity, but you've utilized those tools to really push yourself forward and do other things, including your master's of fitness with a bachelor's in exercise and sports science. So can you talk to me about why you felt you needed to not just be a Marine, but you needed to go? to the next level?
2: Yeah. So I don't have a master's degree. I have a bat. I do have the bachelor's in exercise sports science. I think maybe. Yeah. Just either way. Yeah. I have a bachelor's in exercise sports science that I got from the university of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. And the opportunity that I seized that basically was afforded to me to do that was a, basically an E to O program that the the Marine Corps offers. And it's kind of like the army's green to gold program where, you know, you drop a package um, at your unit. And if you get selected for a board to do this, then you'll go to officer candidate school in Quantico for 10 weeks. And then when you graduate that you'll come back to your unit and then you apply for college and basically you go to college and you're active duty the whole time you're there, but you work in like the Naval ROTC department it has, that's the one like stipulation for applying to colleges is it has to have a Naval ROTC program, because that's kind of like how they keep accountability of people and stuff like that. And also make sure that you don't turn like fat and nasty while you're in college. <laughs> um, so we basically, I applied to the university of North Carolina at Chapel Hill I went there, I went through, you know, and finished my bachelor's. I already had a two year associate's degree before I ever joined the Marine Corps. So that's, that like helped me get out or that helped me get E2, like upon graduating recruit training. But, um, I still had that associate's degree, which I got in North Carolina. So I was able to transfer most of my credits whenever I transferred into university of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. Um, and then I basically went there for like two and a half years. I finished my bachelor's degree there. And when I graduated, I got my bachelor's of exercise sports science. And then I also commissioned as an officer. So that was the kind of route. And the whole time I was there, I was considered active duty. So all the time that I spent in college counts towards my retirement. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's like a super big deal because two and a half years of me being in active duty were in college. You know, like that's, I don't really know of any programs that are as dope as that. So um, that was the opportunity I I was fortunate to be able to get selected for. There was only two people that got selected for the program in all of the third Marine Expeditionary Force the year that I applied for it. And it was me and another staff sergeant that was in my battalion. And he ended up getting injured in OCS and got dropped. I'm not sure if he went back or not because he was about the same age as me, uh, maybe a little bit older, but I ended up graduating and then went off to college, um, and did that whole thing. But yes, to go back to it, like, uh, fitness and exercise and just like, you know, swole life has been like that's everything cool. to me for, you know, pr- probably about 14 years now. Like I said, cause like, like I was telling you when I was living with that ex army ranger in 2007, uh, to 2008, that's kind of when I got really into it. And I just kept pursuing that, and it it was like really good. I guess it would, I guess you could say it was like super beneficial for me, um, because it applied so much to my job when I got there. Because like I'm getting paid to be in good shape, I'm getting paid to take care of myself and be strong as shit, and be able to like carry a shit ton of weight. I'm getting you know paid to do these fitness tests and all this stuff. That it's like okay, I like working out anyway, so you know, this is like the best of both worlds, get paid to do it too, you know, and also get to serve the country and have the opportunity to shoot guns and like work with some awesome people and make some awesome friends and like network and, and like be a part of this community. Like that's huge. Um, so that, that was kind of a no brainer for me when I went to UNC was to get that, that specific degree, because that was something I was already super interested in anyway. Um, I haven't really done any, further education since then because i've been in pipeline schools for the past like year and a half uh maybe not year and a half like a, i would say a, a little bit over a year i was in schools uh after i commissioned so um so busy doing that like it's ridiculous the whole pipeline for like marine corps officers is super long and lengthy because like you have to everybody has to go to quantico for six months to go to the basic school or seven months so I was up there for seven months and that's a super intense period of instruction for seven months that you go through up there. And then after that, I got I actually went to my first, my, my first unit back in the fleet and I had to go to my MOS school and I went to another follow on MOS school afterwards um, before I actually returned to my command. And uh, yeah, I've got a lot of other stuff going on too that I'm like super sl- like task saturated. I can't talk about all that stuff. I can talk to you offline about that, but okay. um Yeah, there's a there's there's a lot of uh, benefit to me learning more about that stuff because it's something I'm already passionate about, and Mm -hmm. I think it's important to be able to. And I was, you know, it's funny. I was talking to there was a a field grade officer who's like the operations chief, um, or the operations officer for my unit. I was talking to him about how I, I think it's important for people to have other pursuits that they're passionate about because. You don't just have to be hey it's me military person like no if you like anime if you like drawing if you like painting if you like writing music if you like playing guitars if you like playing the drums if you can sing if you like to i don't know play a mu- any musical instrument or if you like to be a photographer or videographer like all this stuff like i've seen so like people in the military that i've met are so Uh, flexible with the the types of passions they have. It's just like regular society. They're just like regular people. And they have like all these different wide variations of skills and abilities outside of being in the military that they can pursue while you're in the military. It's like you don't have to stop doing the things that you like to do or the things you enjoy just because you're serving. You can still do that and serve, you know. And I think it's important that people – do a good job of, of expressing that because a lot of the, the, some of the big misconceptions about joining the military is that when you join, all of a sudden you can't have like your own personal life and you can't be your own person you're like supposed to be a robot, but that's, that's just not the case. Like we like people, you know, we like, um, what's a good word for it? Like diversity. We like mm-hmm. diversity of thought. We like diverse diversity of interests. We like diversity of personalities, all that stuff. Um, and I think that's beneficial overall to the community because you, everybody's got something different to bring to the table, uh, and contribute, you know, in whatever way that is unique to them, you know? So I think that's, I think that's hugely important, especially for the younger generations to understand that you're not, you you don't have to come here and just be a robot. And like, now your whole life is the military. Yeah. That's going to be a large portion of it, but you can still be your own person. You know?
1: Yeah. I I'm glad you highlight that too. I think there's a two reasons why that's really important to highlight. Number one, doing any of those activities on a regular semi-regular basis, whether it's just one of them or a handful of different ones, it is incredibly beneficial for your mental health and your well-being and how you handle life and how you handle what's going to be thrown at you in the military. So if you already have hobbies and traits and things that you can attach yourself to and help cope with life, my version is of art therapy is is jewelry from my company, right? That's the whole shtick, right? So, but that's not all that I like to do. I have hobbies and activities and other things that I do outside of it that help keep my mental health solid or you know like stable. We keep me stable because <laughs> because let's be honest with ourselves for like three and a half seconds. Nobody's perfect all the time every day, and if you woke up that way. We'd be asking some more questions, but right. for the, for the most part, you know, that stuff ebbs and flows. So I, for me, as long as I stay on top of doing a couple of those activities every day, and I'm not saying you go shooting every day or you go do X, Y, and Z every day, but I'm saying like physical fitness, I enjoy movement. So as long as I do that once every day, I enjoy reading as long as I do that once a day, you know, just add those little things and those tasks stack up to do this really strong stable way of keeping your your mental health in a good spot the other reason i'm glad you brought it up is because there is this misconception when you join the military that everything is gone and for the most part for a little while while you're going through pipelines that's very much the case just very much the case, just depends, right? So in Canada, ours is called um, RMC. There's only one university you can go to if you're military. It's a four year program. You go in, but you're the first year, you're just beasted. Like it's you go to school and it's kind of like basic training and you're just getting the suck for a while. Then you go through these other programs and you go down these long pipelines. So I understand that there are, especially in the United States, there are longer pipelines where you do have to lose maybe a little bit of yourself in order to become a part of the conglomerate that you've joined enough to learn and educate yourself so that when you do that job, because that job has so many lives on the line all of the time, you have to be really fucking good at it. It's not like going and working at Domino's Pizza when you just gotta like spread the the cheese thin. That's it, that's your only (laughs) requirement, right? You need to be, you can leave that job and have your own life, but for a little bit of the military, it is okay to accept the fact that you have to be a part of that. But when you get out of that, like you said, the other habits and things that you can take on, you don't have to lose. It's. I had this conversation with Stuart Scheller the other day when we were talking about the, the officer program, because I had no idea your officer program for the Marines was so long that just, it seemed... Very extensive and filled with gaps for things just to go awry, meaning somebody to get hurt. And then there goes like two years of your life. So, you know, America has interesting ways of doing things, but I still think it's important. Like I said, to, to understand that you can be more than the military. In fact, I think most people, you and I associate with uh, a handful of the same people. So. I think you can attest to this when you say like most of the people I personally choose to surround myself with, and I'm assuming you are not one dimension. They're multifaceted. There are these people who have got irons and fires and pots and everything's moving and going. And that's that's I like that. I would want to only surround myself with people like that. I can't imagine being stagnant and just sitting there and not be working on the next task. And so That's important too, in showing that military can just give you tools to go and be so many other things. And if, when people don't do that and they only do, you know, hyper-focus on this one thing, unless you're on track to be a general, like go learn a sport, homie, go pick up a pencil, go do something else for yourself. I think it's important to acknowledge. It's just my two cents on that.
2: Well, just to kind of touch on the officer pipeline being super long, um, the Marine Corps does it a little bit differently than the other branches because ultimately the way that it works for us is that if you are a Marine Corps officer, it's expected that you, should the need arise, be capable of leading an infantry, like a provisional infantry rifle platoon Mm -hmm. Um, because, because we're so much smaller. And we operate in austere environments. Typically, um, they just expect a lot more out of out of us, you know, uh, because we're you know we're supposed to be able to operate independently um, without the support of other branches. And you know, if there's ultimately, if we go to a fight, like we're all going to the fight, like mm-hmm. the supply officers, the if you're in logistics, if you're in if you work for like ammo technicians if you're an engineer if you're an infantry like everybody is going and everybody's patrolling and everybody's kicking in doors and that's how it was in in iraq and afghanistan everybody was out there doing it like it wasn't just the infantry doing stuff uh and the next big conflict that we get in is going to be the same way like if we all if one of us if like one of us goes we're all going you know so like that's that's kind of the expectation that's also why uh, the pipeline is so long because everybody they, they want a standard baseline that every single Marine Corps officer is capable of leading a platoon, but like, like a provisional rifleman um, and be capable of, of executing missions on behalf of whatever commander that they're serving at the time so um, that's, that's an important baseline, however, um, all the follow on schooling after that is you know, beyond me because it's totally different based on the school and every, every school is going to be different lengths and stuff like that. I only have, a, I have a fairly narrow opinion on that because I've only experienced so much in regards to that. Cause I'm in supply chain management. Now I was in the infantry for my first five years, but I mm-hmm. wasn't in, I wasn't in the infantry as an officer. So it's mm-hmm. a little different. Uh, it's a little different um, in the infantry as an officer and the expectations much different. Um, so but at the same time, like I would say that my previous experience has given me more of an appreciation for what they do, mm-hmm. because I get it, like I, I understand it, I, be, I like I've experienced it, like I I get how much it can suck sometimes, um, you know. And it's also I think made me more resilient and probably more grateful for normal stuff. You know what I mean? Like yeah, living in a house and like not Nothing eating outside. Dirt. Like not eating rocks, you know what I'm saying? Like (laughs) yeah. So yeah.
1: Now there's something to there's something to it once you've been in it, understanding how much it can suck. It just makes the perspective change. It's no different than anything else you do in your life that's difficult, right? If you go and experience something that sucks on some fundamental level, you're gonna go back to a life normally if you're lucky that's always gonna be a little bit better than that. So you'll appreciate it differently. You'll look at it differently and it'll, maybe you will actually acknowledge the awesomeness that is living in a house with heat and hot water and not MREs and not in a fucking hole and not with a, a goddamn like <laughs> washboard to wash all your clothes. And then, you know, just, yeah. you know, not boiling hot water cause that's all that there is. Like, I'm just saying you really learn quickly how awesome it can be just to have a tent. And yeah.
0: that's,
1: that's great. I think that's good though. It seems like that might've been the harder pipeline choice for you, but maybe it was the most beneficial long-term and maybe you'll, like you said, you'll appreciate it, which is obviously what we would like people to do is actually appreciate how great things are. But yeah, yeah. you know, that's. <laughs> a, I feel like I'm asking a lot. There's this, someone said this to me recently. I said, oh, it's common sense. And they said, oh, no, no, no. no that's not the saying anymore. And I said, I'm sorry, what? And they said, yeah, no, common sense, like implies the notion that people have common sense, like that it's common knowledge. It's more like selective sense. And I was like, oh, oh, that made me sad because (laughs) (laughs) that made me then realize that, oh, most people are just, they don't get it anymore. They just don't get it or they don't care to get it. So anyway, I digress.
2: I think think part of that has to do, just with culturally how how people communicate i think to a certain degree because a lot of it's coming from like a 10 second video clip on instagram or 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 tiktok you know we just communicate much differently or much we communicate in a much more different manner than we have uh in years past before social media yeah so
1: i mean i think I think touching on that, it's definitely more beneficial to have access to people at a wide range for sure. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but how yeah. we communicate and the the way we choose to articulate uh, important things, real things, stuff that's going on in the world, real, real things that people need to be paying attention to um, unless you're, well, perfect example, our Black Friday post, I just posted, unless you don't have a top on, and you are dancing, <laughs> no one's paying attention, homie. And you know yeah. it. And so like, here's what, here's what blows my mind. <laughs> my husband has Instagram, right? As every human seems to, but he doesn't right. have Instagram in the sense his Instagram, he's a, he's a bit of a geek. So it's like tech stuff, but then it's also just like tech stuff, information stuff, Tesla stuff, Apple stuff, working and so his algorithm is hilarious so i watched this i watched this algorithm i think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread and what blows my mind is there's legitimate porn on on things like instagram and my shit gets mm. flagged <laughs> like
2: it's trust me i am right there with you i've gotten flagged for saying comments that were so tame like and there's legitimate like like you said porn Getting like, uploaded ba- that stays up there.
1: Yeah, there's like Balenciaga using children in BDSM commercials. Like, I mean, there's some shit yeah. that's totally cool, right? <laughs> there is so- some
2: shit. There is <laughs> shit on that fucking yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you're right.
1: But it's frustrating because that's the way we've chosen to communicate as human beings. And if you don't do X, Y, and Z, it's just not going to get the viewership. And so you have to, you kind of get pushed in this direction of, hey, I'm going to do something or put something up I wouldn't normally because I need it to get eyes or I need people to see it. And so that changes the way we communicate as a human species. I mean, there's going to be apparently- little to no verbal communication in the next you know 20 years once neural links in and people would just be able to read my mind if they were able to read my mind look at me right now i'd be in prison for Dude,
2: sure. i hope for that's sure. not the case i know joe rogan yeah. talks about it all the time on his podcast but honestly i don't think that would be good for anybody it would be we need horrific. to be able to communicate yeah, we need to be able to communicate verbally and like with body language because that's yeah. just how we're able to interpret people better yeah you know? yeah
1: yeah so i i find it fascinating to see how people how we choose to communicate how we are progressing and how we choose to communicate speaking of communicate you're kind of popping on you're popping on the socials lately with all that time speaking on of your hands
2: communication yes. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I'm good at this. Sorry. I didn't, you didn't know. (laughs) No,
2: I appreciate, I appreciate the, like this, the kind of slight whisper for the communicate. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. It's fine. (laughs) Listen.
2: uh, Yeah. No, I'm paying attention for sure. Um, Yeah.
1: So tell me you've been, you're, you're growing a platform and it seems like I'm trying to figure out, you and a handful of people are on this on this rhythm and on this method that, that I'm watching. I'm watching from afar. And if I've learned anything from social media, which I've learned a terrifying amount, not all good, not all Me stuff too. that really needs to be in my mind at all, but it's there now. So
0: uh-huh.
1: um, what I am learning is I'm watching and I'm because I'm a watcher also I'm real creepy like that. And yeah. I'm watching what certain <laughs> certain people are doing in the community and I'm seeing it work. And yeah. it's a lot of work to do what you're trying to do. So, what's the for you, who somebody's got their head in the game, is so focused on the military, so focused on your fitness, so focused on on doing all these other great things in the world for other people. What are you doing on social posting six times a day, homie? Uh,
2: I post So Good. I set a goal for myself in May. So I'll t- I'll give you a little bit of a backstory and I've been trying to like figure out social media to grow so that I can have an impact because ultimately like the, the bottom line is I want to be able to help people and I want to be able to have a positive impact on other human beings lives and I want to be able to have influence to have a positive impact on people's lives because that's ultimately my goals I want to be able to do as much to make the world a better place as I possibly can. And in order to do that and really be able to be effective, you have to have influence. You have to have reach. You have to be able to reach the right people.
1: That's Um, the reality. And,
2: and I've been trying to do this stuff. I've been working on it for a couple of years. Uh, Fortunately, I got a lot of friends that are super involved in social media and know a hell of a lot more about it than I do. And I've been able to get a lot of information and tips and tricks and stuff like that. And it's obviously, it's always changing. Um, Like Instagram now is like, complete night and day difference from how it was in like 2016 say 2016 it was like it was like the wild west in 2016 and i had an instagram account at the time but i deleted it and i had to make a new one because what i made a new one in like 2018 or something like that and then i think i ended up having so many fake accounts made of me that i i started reporting them and then instagram deleted my account for impersonation of myself when I was supporting people for impersonating. So I had to like basically make a whole fresh one in 2019 or 2020, I think it was, uh, 2020. And since then I've been trying to grow, I've been trying to like build it up and like figure this thing out. But something really hit me in May. So the Uvalde shooting You've never mm. seen about that? The, the mm. Uvalde, Texas shooting. So,
1: oh, there I was, in, was. I landed in Texas the two days before the shooting. I made a TikTok of my husband and I landing in Texas, going to a charity golf tournament for defenders of freedom. And I said, smell that freedom? Welcome to Texas, because I'm from Canada. And if you don't know about Canada, <laughs> we're currently communists, but I digress. Yeah. My point is, so I made that. <laughs> Then the shooting happened, and yeah, I got eaten alive on that video.
2: Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it was absolutely like it was a an absolute, you know, tragedy. Yeah. And that's not even like the right words for it, I don't think. But the 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 one thing that hit me about it was the fact that I was scrolling through Facebook. And I found a picture of this kid wearing dress blue, dress blue deltas, right, which is like basically the short sleeve khaki shirt with the blue pants at recruit training from graduating. He was there with his mother and his father on 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 his left and his right. Uh, It turns out that his mother was killed in the in the Uvalde shooting. And then his father passed away from like a heart attack or heart failure, like later that week from, like, and I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it was because he was just heartbroken that he lost his wife or if it was like, he had like actual health problems or, or what, but bottom line is this kid who was a Marine. Yeah. Uh, he was a reservist. He went through and he was a reservist and he was currently uh, attending a school. He's attending college in Texas. Right. He just lost both of his parents in the same week. And I found out, I, I only found out about this because I had happened to see this post of him in his, in his dress blue, uh, Deltas. Um, so I made a post about it on Instagram and shared it to my story. And I messaged like a hundred people. I was like, Hey, get this out, get this out, get this out. Cause there was a GoFundMe that got made to cover uh-huh. like all the costs of all that stuff. Um, to like cover the cost of funeral to like provide money for the families. Cause like, obviously both income earners were, were deceased. And like this, I don't know like how many family members he had, mm-hmm. uh, but bottom line is the kid is a Marine and like, we take care of our own for sure. And it had it been, had it been anybody else in another branch, I probably would have done the same thing too. But like, for sure, because he was a Marine, I was like, this is kind of personal for me. Um, so I sent it all over the place and like sent it to tons of people eventually it got posted on pages that had a million followers on them oh, wow. Um, and and the word got out I don't know if I, I don't know how much of an impact I had but it felt good feeling like I was doing something
0: mm-hmm. it felt
2: good like feeling like I was having some sort of an impact I don't know how much of an impact that had but I did see it get shared all over the friggin place um, and a lot of the big meme pages like a lot of these big meme pages I follow, like we're sharing it with people and stuff like that. And um, it got passed all over the veteran community, all these other like military pages. I know people that are like military page admins. I sent it to all of them. I was like, hey man, this dude's parents both died this week. He's a Marine. Like get the word out. Here's the GoFundMe link. Post that stuff on your story. Make sure it's getting the word out everywhere. Um, And so I was like, okay, when that happened and I saw like the outpouring of support just I don't, at the time I only had like twenty five, twenty five hundred to 3000 followers in May. Um, and I was able to have an impact with 3000 followers. Mm-hmm. After that, I was like, okay, I talked to my buddy who I went to infantry training battalion with in 2014. Who's like this big social media mo- mogul dude. Now he's like b- bananas. It's crazy. He's like knows everybody now, but I talked to him about it and, and like got some advice from him on like ways to grow. Um, and I also got a lot, I got some advice from Zach, veteran with sign, right? Zach was like, Hey, you know, you can do these things and you'll start getting a little bit more traction by posting more frequently. And you could like, maybe just post some moto videos, maybe just post some, motivational military videos that like people can relate to, or, you know, maybe, maybe throw some funny captions in there, whatever, it doesn't matter. It doesn't all have to be self-generated content. It could be stuff that you're sharing from other people, you know, and I was like, that's a good idea. I might try doing that. But originally I started off, I was like, okay, I'm gonna set a goal for myself. I'm gonna start posting six to 12 reels a day. And I started in like June, beginning of June obviously that elevated it ended up being it ended up turning into posting between six and 20 reels a day um and i've been doing that consistently every single day since june and i haven't missed a single day except for when my account i got locked out of it the beginning of november because there was like a bug that hit Mm -hmm. instagram and it screwed everything up like yeah and i couldn't access my account for like the entire week that week so that's the only time i've stopped but um, basically for sure over the past three months, I've been doing like 10 to 20 reels a day, which is bananas. And there's no way I could possibly keep up with responding to every comment or DM or any of that stuff. It's it's just insane, totally unmanageable. And I'm probably going to have to scale it back eventually, but um, that's really what it's about is uh, I've saturated and continue to saturate the platform with content. And it's not, it's not just stupid nonsense. Like some of it is dumb. Some of it's funny. Some of it's like moto, some of it's like, you know, stuff that I've made personally that I'll put out there and just like throw it in with the mix. Right. Um, But ultimately, like what I wanted to do, I realized is like, I want to be able to have more of an impact on veterans and active duty specifically um, and people within our community, because uh, there's not, there's not a whole lot of representation on social media when it comes to active duty and, and veterans, like as far as people that are out there trying to amplify their voices and help get the word out about them because everybody's got social media, but not very many people make it. So like, that's one of the things I wanna be able to do is like elevate people's voices, whether it's a, a cause that I believe in that I think's worth knowing about, or if it's like a newsletter, I think people could benefit from reading, or if like some catastrophe happened, and there's a GoFundMe, or there's something that could be shared to help the families of some catastrophe, or if there's like a veteran that's a painter who is just starting out and trying to get off the ground and stuff, but I want to be able to share his shit. If there's a a musician that's like you know uh, a veteran musician, like that's all stuff I want to be involved in. I want to be able to help people, especially people that were willing to sacrifice so many years of their life serving the country. Um because I believe that they deserve uh I feel like they 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 deserve you know as much help as they could possibly get in whatever field that they're choosing to pursue after the military, you know. Um and there's always gonna be like work that needs to be done to improve, you know, how vets and active duty are treated by like the VA and by like healthcare and by, you know, other companies, you know what I mean? Cause like, it's still, it's still a work in progress. We've gotten a significant, we got significantly better since like Vietnam, but uh, there's always work to be done. And I want to be able to have as much of a positive impact on people specifically in that community as I possibly can. So that's kind of why I pursued this for as long as I have, and will continue to in the future um, because, it means a lot to me. And I had a lot of people help me out. Um, and like, if I can help other people out, I will, you know?
1: Well, and I think that's, that's really, really good of you. Um, you become a dangerous person when you have the ear of that many people, right. Or the eyes of that many people. I think that's also what people forget is there is something to having um, a following whatever tweets, whatever the fuck platform you use that you find is, you know, works for you. There is serious use in being able to have a large number. Um, it is difficult to grow. It, you, if you post certain content, you definitely have a better chance of being flagged or taken down or risk losing everything you build all together that, that, you know, that does happen. Um, but people will always find you if, if they feel like you're affecting them in a positive manner. So, it's great to see you, you know, kind of show that that's possible to do as well as be so willing to help others and lift others up. Rising tides is a real thing and if it the is. rest yeah, and if the rest of our community could realize that and stop allowing parts of their man ego to sit there and say, "No, we can't have any more. We can't blah 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 blah." And just realize that there's enough for everyone there's what how many billions of people in this world you'll be all right like we there's plenty to go around you can share knowledge you can be willing to mentor people in these things i know zach has been a huge help for us and for me with brass and unity and just with myself um he's a great sounding board and anytime something changes he just without even asking he'll let you know He wants to see others do well. And that's what's great. There are people within this community that definitely have tendencies like that. We just need more of those. So I'm glad to see that you are willing to do the work to get to that position because being able to influence change and help others through platforms like social media, at least something good is coming from social media, right? There is a positive side. Um, I personally wouldn't have a successful podcast without social media. I quite literally book 95% of my guests through dms even the big ones
2: yeah Yeah. and well like to go back on what you're saying about rising tides lift all shit joe rogan says that all the time about his comedian friends community right and they're all like having each other on all their podcasts and they're all doing like shows with each other and they're all doing all that stuff the same thing can apply to us the same thing can apply to vets and active duty
1: yeah but we need to stop acting as if it can't because there are like, let's just, let's just not fuck around here. There is a pyramid at the top of the social media veteran group. There just fucking is, people who act like mm. there isn't are full of it. They're at the top. They also realize, and or for whatever reason, think that they're untouchable, that just because they have a large number, certain behaviors are acceptable. And guess what? They're not. They're not. Mm. And I think that our community has the ability to have more properties around the idea of you can help one another, it's okay. It's okay. We're, we can all be successful, but we have to stop acting as if we can't, if one of us becomes successful, it shouldn't be, Oh, they were so lucky or, Oh, they knew so-and-so Oh, this happened because of blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. It should be fucking high five. That's amazing. How do I get there? Do you think maybe if I message them, they'll be willing to have a conversation with me and then be willing and open enough to share and give people your time. Stop acting like you're too fucking big. Stop acting like you don't give a shit about other human beings and start being the example. Stop talking about leadership and all of these great things and then not exemplifying it. Put your money where your mouth is. Shut up and do something about it. Our community needs support within it. And if people just for a second got out of their own fucking way, we would be so much better off. So much better off. There's room for all of us.
2: Yeah, 100%. That right there is one of the reasons why almost every single video I post, I give credit to the person it came from. Yes! So whether whether it's in, so the way that I like to do it is, normally in the caption for the video, I'll say via so-and-so, and and then I'll also tag them in the post itself. And then when I share it, I only share that post once, I'll share it to my story, and at the bottom of that story that I shared, I'll say via this person. So that Mm -hmm. way they are tagged in the story, they're tagged in the post, they're tagged in the caption and people can find them if they thought that was like funny or good content or they're like, that was dope. Like, let me check this person out, you know, and I do that for, I would say 95% of the videos that I post because sometimes some of the posts I get are from like spam looking accounts that don't, mm-hmm. they look like some dude in like Indonesia runs it or something. <laughs> and just like, ha- like he's just like, you know, screen recording it and posting it. So that's uh, like, un- unfortunately I can't. You know, yeah, get the source fine. all the time, but but if I can't find the source, a lot of times I'll be like, hey, if anyone knows who posted this, tell me, and I'll tag them in the ca- in the caption and stuff like that. Like because, like you said, there's enough room for everybody at the table. Like we can all eat. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it ain't it ain't it ain't feast or famine here. It's like there's a big ass table. We're all sitting at it. Like it, it should be like a potluck. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, and that's how. But that's the way it is when you're in. But for some reason, when you get out, we create this hyper uh testosterone filled ego based community when we're in and that thrives that thrives because we're all fighting for one another but when we get out for some reason like oh but this guy's doing that or oh this guy's over there talking here this guy's doing that so you know uh, uh, it's like fuck off yeah
2: act accordingly because one person yeah, just because one person is successful doesn't mean you can't also be successful.
1: Oh. And most of the time, if you just take the yeah. time to ask that person who is successful, hey, what's up? Hey, I'm trying to do something. Just curious, do you have two and a half seconds? Guess what? Most of the time, if you just ask nicely, they will say yes, they will. Mm-hmm. But you also, you know, you have to take ownership on yourself and, and be willing to ask those questions. But my point is, There are other communities, like you said, with Rogan's community, with comedians and his podcast comedians, they have something good going there. We have people in our community who have similar things going, but they don't act accordingly. (laughs) Knock it off. Be a better example. We're really good. Veterans are great outside of the military. If you give them a second, give them a second, give them a moment, let them reacclimate, Give them some mental health support if needed, get them moving, get them realizing that other people care about them and then show them that there's another way. And you know how you do that? You do that by keeping doors open. You don't, you don't fucking lock things down and say, Hey, what kind of mic do you use? No, I'm not going to tell you. Like I, I, I grew up, I came out of the (laughs) military and jumped into the fashion world. Okay. Into the, into the fashion world. Not a damn person would tell you a thing. That that's just not how I roll. You want to know how it's done, how it's made. I don't know how it's made, but if you think I do, and you have questions, just ask, because I think if we just took a second to care a little more, our, our community and the people that listen, police, fire, paramedics, um, military, anybody who gets out of these services, who had a very different type of life, who has to jump back into a full civilian life. We can do better for ourselves and we owe it to ourselves to do better for our community.
2: Yeah. Well, ultimately that's the whole goal of like, jo- well, not the whole goal, but that's one of the goals is to make, you know, to, to get, when people get in, you know, is to produce better citizens for the country that they're, their prospective country that they're from. So that way, when okay. they get out of the military, they go back to society and they're better human beings than they were before they joined, you know? Right.
1: Well, I'm glad you're doing it. I'm glad you're doing it. And I'm glad that you're taking the time and that you're helping people out and you're passing it along. Right. I think that shows again, who you are as a person, but who you are as a leader. And I'm sure that carries over to the military. I can't say I've never served with you, but it sounds like from what I can see and from those that you surround yourself with, it does. And they, I don't think those people would be around you if, uh, you weren't a good leader and you didn't put the time and the effort in for others. So that definitely speaks volumes. Um,
0: can I you tell everyone,
1: that. Oh, you're welcome. But can you tell everyone where they can find you, where they can see what you've got going on and how they can help, you know, promote anything that you're trying to do. Like you said, if you're using these platforms to help others to, you know, give access to GoFundmes, to really be there. How can people find you?
2: Um, well, you can always, you can always Google me. Like there's uh yeah, you can always Google me. I got I got all kinds of stuff up there. Um, you can go to at Kagan dot dunlap at Instagram. Um, that you can go to that, my my Facebook, you can go to that too. It's the same thing. Um Kagan.dunlap. There's I mean, people gotta be careful because there are literally thousands and thousands of fake accounts of me on like every possible platform known to man like dating apps tiktok instagram facebook and i can't there's no way it's completely unmanageable for me to try to even track it down now so like my facebook is verified i'm working on my my instagram because like i need to get it secure so people know that it's me um uh my i got a youtube not really been active on that i need i would like to get more involved in that but Um, yeah, the Instagram is, it's, it's pretty clear to tell that that's mine because it's like 130,000 followers on that one. Uh, but yeah, I mean, most of my stuff is all focused on Instagram and and I have a cross cross platform posting. So it all posts to my Facebook too. Um, so yeah, that's probably the best way to get in touch with me is to DM me on Instagram more than likely because I'm use I very good about combing through my DMs because um, that's one of the ways that you network with people and you find out about people and you see things that are going on. Like people send me videos sometimes that I didn't know existed and I'll repost it because it's like cool or funny as hell or something like that. Or, um, you know, if there's something that's going on that's like, I think is important, like I can repost it or if it's like... um, Obviously, like within reason, if there, I have to I have to take some stuff into my own brain and analyze it and maybe do some searching to make sure that it's not bullshit, too, because I've also got that sometimes, mm-hmm. um, you know, because like not everybody has good intentions, you know, and unfortunately, you have you have to kind of do a little bit of due diligence to make sure that shit's legit. Um, and there's like, like I said, a lot of these scammers try to prey on people specifically in the military, um, especially when it comes to money. So I have mm-hmm. to, I have to be careful that I'm not promoting something that's like illegitimate um, and things like that. But like, if it's, if it's legit, I'll probably be able to find stuff on it more than likely Do um, through, through a little research. Um, but yeah, that's the best way to contact me is, is through my DMs on Instagram. Cause I'm, I'm pretty good about going through that to keep it like, um, at least reacted to red, responded to, um, yeah that's usually the best way to do it for sure perfect so
1: well we'll make sure to put everything in the show notes in the bio so everyone can find you and stalk you now that you've given them permission so
2: yeah well i i was gonna say something but
1: (laughs) nope say it
2: forget i can't even remember okay like entered my brain and left but yeah
1: it's probably for the best then
2: probably yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well. I appreciate you as a human being, man. I think you're a great person. I think there's a lot to learn from you. I'm sure this won't be your last time on the show, but I also appreciate your willingness to help others. Like I said, so we'll make sure to put everything so people can follow you, find you, and hopefully learn from you in the future. And thank you so much for being on this week's episode, man. We appreciate you.
2: Well, I appreciate you, Kelsey. And I like your hat, by the way. I I meant to tell you earlier, but I didn't get a chance. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, Daisy May. Every everybody appreciates the Daisy May. It's uh It's Daisy May? I, it's a okay. I'm yeah, the show sponsored by Daisy May. I only wear Daisy nice. May. Nice. Yes. Okay.
2: Yes. I know Daisy May.
1: Yeah, you do. Everybody knows Gage. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. I follow I follow them on Instagram too, so.
1: You should uh when you get a chance, you should go and listen to Gage's episode with us. He made me laugh so hard I almost literally heed my pants for the first time, um, which after having a baby is not difficult to do, but I can tell you he, he got me there. He did get me going. So it was awesome. But Good. anyway, my friend, um, we will put everything in everyone else. We'll see you all next week.